You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, we, we, can, do, we can do a couple quick ups and, ups and downs, but one other thing I did oh, want to mention. From, from great idea. Team, I, already, I forgot that because I'm very tired. <laughs> um, but one of the other, other thing I wanted to mention from the game is uh, Pasternak was really physical. And I think we've seen him be more physical this year in general. Um, I just quickly wanted to check what he ended up with. So he ended up with three hits. I think they all came in like the first half of the game, but uh, had like a hard four check in Morgan Riley, a couple others where it was noticeable that he was, you know, trying to finish checks and, he now leads the team and hits on the season, which is obviously not a category you expect David Pasternak to lead lead the team in. But, you know, when last year their hits leaders were Connor Clifton and Nick Foligno, who are obviously both gone. Um, you know, McAvoy was the team leader, obviously was suspended this game. You would expect Lucic to be up there, but he's only played four out of ten games. So, obviously, you know, he's not. Um but yeah, it was funny after the game, Martian, a couple guys were asked about Pasanak being more physical, and Martian said, yeah, I think he's hanging out with Luch too much, so. Um, but yeah, but it's, you know, Montgomery applauded Pasanak, though, for, you know, trying to set the tone and, and sort of lead by example, and the Bruins want to be a heavier, more physical team this year, and if, you know, it doesn't have to be three hits every game, it's not going to be from Pasanak, but... Um, you know, if he's going in hard on the forecheck like other forwards are expected to, and he's finishing checks when they're there, like that certainly helps kind of set that tone throughout the lineup. He had a big one too on Riley. Like it wasn't just like a oh, we're credit because sometimes hit is kind of a subjective stat that they track, but that was that was a full-blown, like heavy hit that he laid. And you're right, uh, Montgomery said. I'd rather have him with the puck on a stick, but I like the way he was setting the tone. And obviously Marshawn with the sarcastic answers as, as he usually asks. Um, so yeah, that's your up, I guess. Um, he's he's leading the team in many categories and oddly enough, hits is one of them. So he is up. I will say somebody that we've been high on the entire season so far who didn't have as good of a game uh, was Matt Patra. And he was playing on that top line at like, this is the immediate game after being uh, awarded, I guess you could say the chance to stay on the team for the rest of the season, not being sent back to juniors. And I think that there were some times I sensed frustration in his game, especially early on. And those were, those were shifts where he was on the line with, with Pasternak and Zaka in I feel like his best shift of the night came when he was on the third line and it was in the third period and they kind of had the Leafs hemmed in and were cycling and 
by I wouldn't say he had a bad game. It's just we've seen him contribute more to um, you know the offense with his playmaking and, and different things. I felt that this was his t- his toughest test yet as a rookie in the league. Playing the Leafs is not the same as playing the Sharks and the Ducks. And you know this was a test for him. And you you see him you saw him struggle a little bit with board play, not coming out of the corners with pucks the way that sometimes he can. Um, losing some battles, but still, you know, I, I'm calling him a down for the day, but I don't mean that like I think it's going to be a trend. It's just a tough first test against a team like the Maple Leafs for him. And even so, I agree it was a little bit of a quieter game for him, but even still, I thought he had an absolutely dominant shift late in the third period. Uh, the obviously the Bruins go on to win in a shootout, but they really turned the heat on like the last I don't know, four minutes of regulation. Like it was, it was all in the leaf zone and it seemed like Toronto was just hanging on for dear life. And Patra was a big part of one of those shifts where he, as we've seen, like was just, it seemed like the puck just kept finding him and he collected and make a nice pass to someone. And then it'd come back over towards him and he win a battle and collect it again and do something good with it. And uh, had, Almost like lost it for what could have been a rush the other way, but it managed to make a nice keep in at the line. Um, so even then, it's like kind of what we've seen before from him, where it's he he just never gives up and always seems to find a way to make a difference, or in this case, you know, almost make a difference, almost win the game when it when it matters. Um, he did have one second he, where I was like, oh, he might like. He might score right here at like you mentioned at the very at the very end of the game. He he does just um find ways to bounce back and that's what you want to see from him. I only say he's a down just because we've been so high on him early in the season that it, it was just a little bit less. Yeah, he like he just seems to have a nose for like winning plays, I guess, or or um, just kind of the moment, like he seems to, you can tell like he wants to be out there in those situations and, um, it's just going to do anything he can to like find a way to make something happen. Uh, my down is an obvious one for the week, but Charlie McAvoy, um, getting suspended. And as, as you mentioned, there were reports that broke tonight that he's appealing it, uh, you know, very rarely do suspensions get reduced upon appeal. It'll be heard by Gary Bettman at some point over the next few days. If anything, it's it's only ever like one game that gets shaved off. So um, I'd say it's pretty safe to say you're going to be missing McAvoy for the next two games still and most likely the next three. Um, I know there seems to be a little bit of confusion, at least on Twitter from what I saw, of people thinking like, oh, he's appealing so he can get back in there Saturday like while it's under appeal. and Not how it works. You, you still are suspended and you sit out until the appeal's mm-hmm. uh, finalized. So the, the NHL expedites the the appeals to like make sure they get to it before the suspension's over, I, I guess. So, um, But again, it's I would be stunned if First off, I'd be pretty surprised if anything gets taken off. I would be absolutely shocked if it's two games that gets taken off. So uh, I would 
you're still going to be without McAvoy Saturday and Monday at least. So, mm-hmm. um, but as far as him being a down, it's like the hit and the suspension, it, it's, it's obvious and it's, it's just not what you want to see from, from one of your team leaders. Like it was, it was so unnecessary and it put the team in a really bad spot in that game. And now during a tough stretch in the schedule, um, and, you know, unfortunately for him, it now puts a label on him um, because it's the second time he's been suspended. I think I think a lot of people will let one go and, and sort of forget about it and move on. But when it's when it's the second one for an illegal check to the head, like other other fan. And I know Bruins fans don't really care what other fan bases think. I, I get that. Right. Like everyone's called Brad Marsh and dirty for years and everyone in Boston still loves him. Um, so it's not going to change. And they told him that today. And the Toronto people thought that today too, because they thought he had a oh, slew yeah. foot. And I mean, the broadcast noted that they didn't think it was Scott tweeted out that he didn't think it was, um, but the bench and Reeves and, and everybody sitting there gave him a hard time on the bench um because they thought oh it's Marshawn it's a dirty play yeah I, so I, I initially thought they were claiming it was a slew foot and the, the broadcast mentioned that maybe they they were upset that he got his stick in his skates in a dangerous spot but he, either way I I didn't see anything other than two guys just battling for the puck and and you know I was glad to hear that ESPN broadcast basically agree with that and say that they didn't see anything dirty like it, it obviously, you know, the Leafs hate losing a defenseman so early in the game, and it sounds like it's a pretty serious injury for for Lilligren. Unfortunately, uh, Sheldon Keith said after the game that it's um, looks like something long term. So, yeah, like that sucks. Like I, you know, don't want to see anyone get hurt, but it just seemed like two guys going for the puck and an unfortunate end result. But uh, yeah, the they were. They were going after Marshand, and Sheldon Keefe himself was, like, yelling something at him. And, again, Marshand, in, in classic Marshand fashion after the game, was asked about it and said, oh, he's just saying hi. So, um, obviously, yeah. not not what he was doing. But, you know, Mar- Marshand never is going to, like, share stuff that's said on the ice. So, um you know, he kind of no, because that, he that doesn't quote. want anyone to share what he says on the right. ice. So he yes. doesn't do it. There's a there's you know, there's a little bit of a give and take there for him. Um, I'll give my up as Jake DeBrus, who I also started out with um, in my first uh, shift opening shift because he showed his offensive skill set. I think he just had a solid game overall. Um, it's kind of an easy up to, to look at. And then there were some people that were just in the middle today. I would say um, Trent Frederick probably throw him in the middle. But with a win against a team like Toronto, you're not looking at a lot of downs. I, I think you would agree with me. I don't know if there's anyone else that you would put in that category. No, I I mean, I thought the that Frederick Geeky Van Reems like line, I thought it had a pretty – really strong game. I mean, when, when they were on the ice, the Bruins outshot the Leafs 11 to four. So um, I'll agree with you that, that I specifically Van Riemsdyk had some interesting and, like plays that, 
that Hughes set up and that looked really nice. Yeah. And according to natural Statric, uh high danger chances, seven, nothing when that line was on the ice so it's in favor of the Bruins. So um, yeah, that was, that was really strong. My last up, I have to mention, we've, you know, kind of barely touched on him other than him scoring the goal, but Pavel Zaka uh, had zero goals in the first five games this season now has four goals and six points in the last five. So I know, you know, the, he was one of those guys that we and, and other people kind of talked about out of the gate, a little bit of a slow start offensively, you know, is he really going to produce like a first line center? And oddly enough, he's now been on the wing most of the last two games, although he still had, you know, certainly a couple shifts here and there as center, but just in general, whether he's been at center or wing has found his offensive game. I think we all felt like his all around game was there. Like he was playing well and the points just weren't coming. Um, now they are, which, Hey, that's how hockey works. You play the right way. You keep doing the right things. And eventually the points follow. You see that with Zaka, you see Debrusque on the board, uh, playing in a strong all around game. And now, um, you know, we touched on him earlier, but all that's left is Lindholm, who you're still you're still waiting on to get that first point of the season. Um, and that's lot... Brian. That that I just heard Brian right there yep. coming in. I mean, he, play, he played a lot of minutes Thursday. I would yeah. say a, a little bit of a mixed bag. I didn't. I thought he had some really great shifts and some other shifts that were a little bit rough. Uh, he did have, you know, a couple couple breakout passes picked off. So. Still wasn't wasn't the best game for him, but just the fact for just taking on that many minutes is impressive. Um, and I, the Bruins and obviously I, need him too. I know that he is very in shape, so I'm not saying this is a conditioning thing, but I was worried that you wear out a defenseman that gets that many minutes. I think that. He, you know, I don't think that his conditioning is bad or anything, but it was just a lot to ask. And it was, it felt like he was getting double shifted at times. Like he was, he was out there so much that I'm thinking at some point, does this cause a lapse or does this cause like one play that he's at the end of a long shift that he just doesn't have as much juice as he normally would at the end of a long shift because of all of these minutes. So I was a little bit concerned about that. And as the time goes on that McAvoy is out and that Grizzly is out, I just wonder if there's a compounding effect of eating that much time um, because the bottom pairing isn't going to see that much time. So just something to keep an eye on and that I had in my view for today's game. And then um, to talk about Zaka, because I didn't get to respond to your last point. I Marshawn brought this up and it just shows you how much the team has changed, but also the results have stayed the same that the Bruins have three new centers this season because Zaka wasn't playing center most of last year. So that's, that's one um, Potter and Beecher who had not played at all for the Bruins in center. And then the one remaining, you know, guy that sticks in the middle is Charlie Coyle, but he's in a different role. So you see just how the Bruins have adapted this season. And also he mentioned Shattenkirk as a defenseman that still he basically said 
we had four new defensemen playing the system tonight because Shattenkirk, this is his 10th game with the Bruins, but he's still learning the system. And he's obviously a veteran player and he's handled it very well. But technically, in, in you know the team's eyes, he's also a guy who's had to step in and build chemistry and um, just find ways to help the team win. So really almost like tonight they were playing with four defensemen that weren't that uh, that weren't on the team last year and three centers who like with Zaka playing a different role and, and two young guys like that's a lot of change and they handled it perfectly fine against the team that's the top team in their division and that they're fighting for that probably that top seed would come the you know right around the postseason yeah and even when even when Zaka bumps over to wing it's geeky who slides over to center so it's still a new center um by the way 900th career game for kevin shattenkirk tonight so um you know pretty good accomplishment there um and on on your last point like i think everyone i think at this point it's everyone has to look at and say the bruins are the top team in the division which is you know i'm sure everyone else in the division thought the door was wide open there with all the turnover and Yes, it's still early, but nine oh and one through ten games is is pretty hard to argue with. And now they're you know now they're getting wins against tougher. We talked about their easy schedule early on. Okay, well now you've got wins over Florida and Toronto. So um, you know Detroit last week. Like now you're now you're beating those teams that you're competing with for playoff positioning in the in the division. So now we can start to sort of put that early season schedule behind and look at what they're doing right now. And yes, a couple of them have required overtime or, or a shootout, but you know, look, you, you just beat Toronto down three regular defensemen. And I thought while it was a pretty evenly played game, I did think the Bruins were the better team. Like there was, there was nothing fluky about that. Um, when push came to shove, like they, you know, they were the ones who kind of took control of the game down a stretch. It felt like if if it was going to end in regulation, it was going to be the Bruins win. They were the ones who had way more jump down the stretch. So, uh, yeah, like it's it it's time to start talking about them as the best team in the division again. Like I think we can I think we can do, do that at this point. Yeah, and they're they're a third period team. They get better as the game goes on, which is something they had last year as well. Um, so they have that, the ability to come back in games that they're losing and they have the ability to stave off the other team and, and sometimes extend their own lead, um, as time winds down. So that helps a lot. Um, and that's a big credit to goal, the goaltending yeah. and defense. Other than that, that one game against Anaheim, but you know, which no, was the no, one no game to, that I, yeah. which that was the one game I wasn't at. So just that. Oh, well, there you go. So. <laughs> just, that was my game. I was doing a broadcast and yes. So I watched it after, but it wasn't the same as being there and like watching that play out in front of you. Um, the frustration. So, so now we, now we know the, the next home game Bridget misses everyone be, be prepared for disaster. That's right. You, you guys need me there. I'm so, I got I bring so much to that to the ninth floor vibe. And by that I mean just like taking pictures of Scott, taking pictures of popcorn and singing and <laughs> just being a nuisance. I, I 
I got I got my photo in tonight without before you get your phone out. I gotta I gotta be strategic. Yeah, but I still got a picture of you. It's cute. You want to see it? No, no, we're good. Okay, time to end the podcast. Goodbye, everyone. I'm the one with control. I'm the one. Bye, everyone. See. It's cute. Look it. (laughs) All right, I'm tired. So yes, let's do it. Let's let's call it here. I think we're good. Uh, It's one in the morning. We will talk to you guys soon. Bruins hit the road. They play Detroit uh, Saturday. Yes. And then they play Dallas, which is a big test. And they come back home. So anyway, thank you guys for listening and we will talk to you soon.